Everyone, we are up to the beginning of Perak Dalad of Mesila Sasharm, our 10 minutes of meaning weekly on Wednesday mornings. I want to thank Becky and Avi Katz, who sponsored for this year in memory of David Grossman, of Becky's father, Lili Nishmas, David ben Menachem Manish. The Mesila Sasharm that Amchal has been talking about, the Midah, the quality, the character trait of Zahirus, the notion of vigilance and being cautious in all that we do, rather than just unload, unleash, rather than live life with this unmitigated passion. We have to direct it. We have to channel it. We have to be able to identify the pitfalls, the obstacles, the barriers that will be in our way and to be able to navigate through them. Because to just live life energetically but without understanding why it might, what might derail us is reckless. That person has to know. This is what always knocks me off course. I start out, I'm going to finish Shas. I give it up after a week. I start out with a new diet or the exercise. I start out with the pledge I'm going to be patient. I'll never lose my cool. I'll never get angry. It's not enough to start out with the pledge. One can have the greatest intent when they start out. But you have to anticipate what's going to get in the way and block you from getting where you need to go. At the end of Parshas Noach, Avram's father Terach also sets out to get to Eretz Canaan. But he never gets there. In Lechacha, Avram is rewarded. Avram is the Av Hamon Goyim. He is our patriarch because he didn't only set out, he accomplished his mission, he got there. What was the difference between his father and he? His father hit the metropolis. His father came to a major city and it had incredible activities. It had entertainment. It was attractive. It drew him in. And he didn't anticipate that obstacle. He wasn't so focused on the goal that he wasn't able to get derailed. So the first quality before you even get to Zrizus, before you get to living with alacrity and passion and enthusiasm for whatever goal, whatever mission, whatever task, is to identify what's going to get in our way. And how do we do that? So the Ramchal says, The number one thing that will keep us calibrated, that will keep us on track, the number one thing that will keep us on course towards the destination is a commitment to the study of Torah. There are amazing qualities. To be an observant, to be an Erlach, a Jew, is to be involved in chesed, is to care about the Jewish people, Avas Yisrael, it's to daven with fervor. All these things are amazingly important. But what defines us, what calibrates us, what programs us, what keeps us on track, is Limara Torah, the study of Torah. And that's why in Rav Pinchas Ben Yair's 12-step program to human perfection, the first thing is study Torah and it'll bring you to Zahirus. If we study Torah, it calibrates our GPS to keep us on track, to keep us heading towards that destination. It's really the Ramchal's introduction to the whole Sefer that we know the right things. We know what we should do. We know who we could be. We know how we should be behaving. But what happens? We forget. We forget. It's simple, human. It's the way human beings behave. We forget. We're distracted. We're tempted. We're knocked off course. So how do we remain on the program? It's simply to keep revisiting the program. Ramchal says, don't read my book once and put it on a shelf to collect dust. You have to read it and reread it and reread it again. We have to study Torah and every day study Torah. A daily dose of Torah. Because if you stop, anyone here exercise? Skip a day or two or a week or two weeks. Everything you accomplished is out the window. So you might have become able to run and you're doing a phenomenal mile minute. You might cycle and you're making amazing speed, doing incredible distances. If you have a small interruption, you take a little time off. You're lifting weights, you're adding weight, you're doing incredible reps. You take a little time off and it sets you all the way back. 
How could it be six months of working out every single day is undone by two weeks of interruption? That's the way it is. You take a little time off, you set back. You can't afford to take time off, too much time off. Of course, there's recovery time and so on, but in Torah, there's no recovery time. Every day, there's got to be a commitment to study, at least a little bit every day, because that's what, that's what keeps our spiritual muscles energized. They don't atrophy, and we don't get set back. We don't get knocked off course. Specifically, what brings a person to living that life of mindfulness, of consciousness, of vigilance, is contemplation of when we think about why we're here and what we have to accomplish. We have so much that we have to do, so much why we're here, so much that we were uniquely positioned with the gifts and the skills and the attributes and the blessings that we have. We have to take what we spoke about on Shabbat Shuva, extreme ownership, extreme responsibility, to realize it's not enough. I have this vision. I want to start this committee. I want to lead this cause. I want to volunteer. I want to accomplish in learning. I want to be this incredible parent and this amazing spouse. I want to achieve this in professionally or personally. It's not enough to articulate these lofty goals, but to realize that if we don't take extreme ownership over accomplishing them, they won't happen. We can blame the world around us. I would achieve this professionally, but my coworkers, but my boss, but the situation, but life. I would be the best husband, but I got the worst uh, wife. I would be the best father, but I've got the most miserable kids. I would be the most accomplished Talmachacham, but Hashem didn't give me the zitzfleisch, or I don't have time to learn, or there's no interesting classes around here. We could always find blame all around us. It starts and ends with taking extreme ownership. Personal responsibility. This is serious stuff. To take care of our health is serious stuff. To take care of our finances, to try to aspire professionally, serious stuff. To be a Ben Torah, to care about growing and learning and davening, it's serious stuff. And if I don't own it, if I don't take responsibility for it, if I don't chart out a plan, yeah, those obstacles are out there. For some it's a wife and others it's children and others it's co-workers and others it's the miserable rabbi. There might be all kinds of obstacles. But if I don't take ownership over navigating around them to get to my goal nonetheless, if I don't do it, no one will. So if you want to know how to get somewhere, if you want to know, you go right to the source. You listen to the one who designed it. If I want to maximize the use of the most recent gadget or technology or item or object that I bought, imagine I had access to the designer, the builder of that gadget, the programmer, and I could say, how can I maximize it? How can I use it so efficiently? What's the best best way to use it. We can do that. Kirsh Baruch is the designer. He programmed us, he programmed this entire world, and he gave us. He gave us the key. He gave us the blueprint. He gave us the instruction manual. And we say, instead of consulting it, I'm going to figure it out on my own. It's a very guy thing to do, right? Instead of looking at a map or asking for directions, I'm just going to try to figure out how to get there. Instead of reading the instructions for the new toy or the new piece of furniture that I bought, I'm just going to start building it. I saw the picture on the cover. I can figure it out. Well, if you're like me, every time I've tried building something and I skipped reading the manual, about 400 steps in, you realized that you put the door in on the wrong side of the hinge the wrong way, and you can't just fix it. You've got to undo 400 steps. You're a moron. You wasted half a Sunday. How much energy, your knees, your back aches, and you have to undo the whole thing. And if you would have taken two minutes and consulted the manual, you would have known exactly what to do. 
Kush Baruch gave us the manual so we could consult it daily and know what to do in order to achieve our dreams, in order to set us on the right path, in order to identify the obstacles and navigate around them. Or we can close the manual, leave it on a shelf, you know, say the frimmers are the ones who check the manual, and eh, not me, I figure it out on my own. And then we end up struggling to find happiness and meaning and purpose and learning how to navigate these many obstacles. And this type of contemplation, to think about this, because that's what daily Torah learning is. Daily Torah learning is designating time every day to think about these things. Who am I? Who am I meant to be? Who am I capable of being? What's holding me back from being it? And how can I navigate around those things to become the person I'm meant to be? That's the mission and goal of learning Torah every day. So you ask, how does that happen when you're learning Ge'ilu Metzius? How does that happen when you're learning Menachos? How does that happen when you're learning what's the best way to produce oil or wine or the flower in the field? How does that make me the best person? That's a good question, an important question, and a question for another time. But being engaged in daily Torah learning is being engaged in my neshama. I'm working out my physical muscles. I've got to work out my spiritual muscles. If not, they atrophy and die. And Mirta Shem will pick it up from here next week. Have a wonderful week.